Hello and welcome to the Catholic Duluth Show. The Catholic Duluth Show is a parish community podcast serving the parishes of St. Lawrence, Holy Family, and St. Joseph in Duluth, Minnesota. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Daniel Rhoda, and with me I have Father Eli Gieske. How are you doing today, Father Eli? Good. Good to be with you, Daniel. Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for joining. Uh, did you have a good weekend? Yeah, it was good. Uh, it's good Mother's Day. You know, we had a little bump. We often get a little bump on Mother's Day in terms of numbers for Mass, so I was noticing lots of mothers had their children or their grandchildren or extra family members with them, so that was great to see. Um, let's see, what else happened? Oh, had some parishioners, former parishioners visiting from Crosby, so went on a hike with them on Saturday. That was nice. Um, and yeah, otherwise, it was, oh, and I saw my, my brother and sister-in-law this weekend. That was good. So, yeah, it was a good, good weekend. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, I went to um, a wedding on Saturday. Oh, nice. It was uh, Rose Nelson's, F- F- Father Nick Nelson's oh, yeah, younger yeah. sister. Okay, yeah. So, Father Nick stayed with me, so. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so um, I just went to the ceremony. Nice. Um, yeah, it was nice. They had, like, seven priests there. Huh. I was like, okay, okay. Cool. Going for the world world, world record. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Probably the something about being a Nelson. I don't know I don't know how many priests went to the other sisters' weddings, but I imagine they probably had yeah. Lots of priests there too. But yeah, did did Rosie do focus? Uh no. Okay. Not that Somebody I, was saying that she that I know of. maybe did and I was like, Oh, I didn't remember. She went up the net or something. Okay. Maybe that's what I don't it know. Was. Um but uh, I knew her a little bit in college because she went to St. Thomas. Sure. Um, yeah. But kind of like after, yeah, after college, I got to know her more. So, yeah. Um, I met her when she was a Camp Survive camper <laughs> back in the day. I was like, wow, she's pretty look good at lacrosse. We were playing lacrosse at the old Camp Survive, not the where they do it now, but Laurentian yeah. or whatever. Yeah, that that's where I was. Yeah. So, yeah. so um, yeah, that was my introduction to Rosie. What's her last name now? DeBoer, okay. I believe. Okay. I met her husband briefly on Sunday. They they did a mass at Holy Family with the family after the parish mass. They Father Nick did a mass for them. So. Okay. Okay. Nice. But yeah, so it's cool. It's cool to see these little kids grow up and yeah, take on life. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it was a, uh, it was a it was a nice weekend. I was at I went to Holy Family and there yeah there was a good amount of people just like in the. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess not 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 the social hall, but the, the gathering space, gathering yeah. space mm-hmm. area. So yeah. so yeah, it was it was good. Um, um, I guess we can kind of go into some like announcements, but yeah. Um, there's uh, well with with everything going on with like the governor, yeah. and you know he's kind of starting to roll back some of the uh, restrictions, and so and and Father Jim is putting some stuff out too. I don't know. Is that is that is that public? Yeah, I think or? that's public. Yeah. So next few weeks, um. So starting on the Pentecost Sunday, it'll be the 23rd, um, the 22nd, 23rd, um, there's some changes. And then the 28th is when things really kind of kick off, like um, basically everything's back to normal except the mask thing. So uh, you can have your holy water font, you can no longer socially distance, you can, um, you know, have people sit next to each other in the pew. It'll be interesting to see how people, if they do that right away or if they're like oh i'm so used to sitting by myself mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh yeah and then july 1st uh the mask mandate will go away so yeah 
we'll we'll see how all that plays out but i'm kind of excited yeah yeah it, it probably will be weird like for the first couple of weeks just because yeah. you're like man i haven't like sat this close to somebody <laughs> in a, a year, a year. <laughs> yeah. which is a weird thing to think about actually yeah. you know yeah um yeah so that's that you know that's it's exciting though um we'll be able to you know fit more people in um yeah yeah, have to well people won't be won't have to sit in chairs in the back anymore right um which will yeah it'll just be just be nice enough to just feel more normal and i think i think also it's it's easier to worship yeah when you're in there's not all the um like restrictions and distractions and you can kind of be like oh well like like i don't know i'm like it just it can be kind of awkward yep so um so just for it to be a little bit more normal um yeah, well, hopefully just people will uh, be able to enter into the liturgy more. So. Yeah, yeah. So grateful for that. And, uh, yeah, next week we have bishop's ordination. So that's good. And then uh, two weeks, so the first week in June, we have the deacon ordination and the priest ordination. So Yeah, and they're, they're like back-to-back days, right? Yep, Thursday, Friday. So June f- 3rd, 4th, I think. That, yeah. yeah. That no, no, no. Right. Or 4, 5, I think. Because I think. Is that right? No, no, no. Three, four, I think. Three, four, yeah. I, I, my uh, niece's baptism is on the, on the Saturday, so whatever that Saturday is. So. But yeah, no, it's uh, a lot of exciting things happening on the on the diocesan level right now. So Yeah, yeah. there's a, another big shakeup with uh, priest moves. Oh, right, right. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be leaving the parish. No, no, I'm staying. <laughs> I survived the, the great move of 2021. So, yeah, uh, but yeah, there's quite a few moves. I forget how many priests, but mm-hmm. there's, there's there's not a lot of safe parties like over over the the two years. Yeah, you know, it's it's probably like fifty percent of the priests camp. I mean, m- maybe yeah. not that high, but yeah, yeah, I think you're right actually. But fifty percent of the of the priests close. have been moved. Yeah, over the last two years. Yeah, because we had a little shakeup right after Christmas too, and, and yeah, with uh, things needing to change with I Falls and all that. So. Yeah, so Father Jim, good good man. He's uh trying to arrange the puzzle, I guess. So everybody has their own method. Uh Bishop Service methods seem to be move as few pieces as possible. Father Jim's is more like, well, I think this. I'm going to move him. So <laughs> Yeah, and and uh and then, yeah, Bishop will get here and we'll see what his method is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it'll yeah. be interesting to see if he's more of a Father Jim school or Bishop Service school, but or maybe somewhere in between. Or maybe yeah. he'll have a different methodology. Put everybody's name in a hat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pull them out. Because uh, the moves probably happen in, like, July, right? July, That's mid-July. So it's always the first full week. The Wednesday of the first full week in July has typically been the Diocese of Duluth moves day. Um, some people hate it because it's, like, it's weird. Like, why don't we just do July 1st? Other people love it because it makes sense to move during the middle of the week so you can kind of get settled in or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, whatever. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's, there's probably not like a, a great time to yeah, move, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Not a lot of stuff at, like at the parish level, but yeah, not too but, much. Um, but a big couple weeks, month for the diocese, really. Yeah. Exactly. A lot of, a lot of stuff happening. So. Yeah. Uh, great. Well, so uh, today we're gonna talk about the ascension because this uh, the ascension is a. Feast is it is it a solemnity technically? Mm-hmm. 
Okay. And it's so actually moved to Sunday. So yep. in our diocese, usually you have a sense in Thursday. That's a thing in some places in the world. I mean, it's the normal day that we would celebrate Ascension, but we skipped the seventh Sunday of Easter and we replace it with the Ascension. So that's been pretty typical in many of the dioceses of the United States. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's just a handful that actually keep the Ascension on the Thursday. Yeah, right? not too many that I'm aware of. Yeah. So, so yeah, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, but before we do that, Father, can you open us in a prayer? Sure. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, we thank you for bringing us here today. We ask that you bless our parishioners, and we pray for um, our bishop-elect, Daniel. We pray for um, Deacon Trevor, who will be ordained a priest. We pray for uh, Scott Paternos, and, uh, well, I guess we can pray for Dan Hammer and Jake, too, although they're not going to be ordained the same day. But um, we pray for all of those who are preparing for holy orders, Pray in a special way also for all the couples in our parishes who are preparing for marriage this summer. And, um, yeah, we just ask your, your blessing on our parishes as we move into these summer months now. And we pray, Hail Mary, full of oh, grace, grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Probably should pray for Sister Mary Joseph, too, and Sister Magnificat. They are... Kind of switching up roles, so Sister Mary Joseph, probably people have heard, is moving, going down to the cities to open a postulant house because their order is growing so much they need to divide up uh, their formation houses. They've been doing everybody in New Ulm, and it's not big enough anymore, so they're going to have the postulants be at Hopkins. So Sister Mary Joseph is going there to lead that house, and Sister Magnificat will then become the um, local superior here in Duluth. So, Yeah, yeah, you know, it's... Uh Sad to see Sister Mary Joseph go. Yeah, I mean yeah. Sister Magnificat's going to do a great job. Yeah, I think I think she'll do well. Mm -hmm. It'll definitely be an adjustment for, uh, for her and for the community and for all of all the per parishioners too. Just uh, Sister Mary Joseph is is uh, I don't know. She's just kind of one of those people you kind of like. This per this gal is wise. She she mm -hmm. has good things to say. So I'll miss miss working with her. But um, yeah, I'm grateful that we have the sisters and. As with priests moving, you know, you get used to somebody and then then you got to be okay with them going somewhere else. So, but God will provide. So, yeah, uh, detachment is really hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, <laughs> what, true. What, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, yeah. you know, and I mm -hmm. think that's something that, um, like, is uh, is like a tough lesson to learn. And, ob and we have to learn it like all, multiple times. Yeah. Is, Lots of times is just like d detachment. I mean, like, yeah, yeah, you have a good thing, but that's, yeah. but it's not God, right? You want me to let go of this, Lord? I. And then it's it's like, uh, did you see that scene in the Lord of the Rings where Frodo's got the ring and Gandalf's telling him, "You gotta, you gotta let go," or not Frodo, uh, Bilbo's got the ring, mm -hmm. and Gandalf's is telling him, "You gotta let that thing go," or I think you should leave the ring here because Bilbo's about to go off to Rivendell or whatever, and and gets all upset. And then eventually he's like, okay, okay. And then he starts walking out. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. Bilbo, you still have the ring. So, yeah. Oh, oh, and then it's like this moment of like him letting go of it. And it's, you can tell it's pretty tough for him. So, yeah. It's kind of like that for us, I think. Yeah. 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 When it comes to, yeah, like both sin and good things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, yeah. Yeah. It's hard to let go of something that we're attached to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Obviously. Uh, 
So ascension. So ascension, yeah. P- perfect segue, right? <laughs> D- attached, <laughs> detached from Jesus um, in the flesh. Uh, so, so yeah, so this upcoming Thursday is technically the, I guess, the feast day, but we're going to celebrate it on Sunday. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, it's the, the ascension when Jesus ascended into heaven. So, it was after his resurrection and his 40 days back on, like, earth, right? Just hanging out, his uh, victory lap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, uh, it's a special time when he's appearing different places it's not like he's always appearing the whole time he's here but um it's kind of on and off like they'll just randomly see him different places and i'm sure we don't have all the accounts but the the accounts that we do have are helpful Um, but it's basically him kind of sharing with the disciples and the apostles um kind of what their mission is and who they are and um, also kind of filling in some of the gaps for them, I think. Like, you know, it, it tells several places that he explains or opened their minds to the scriptures to understand everything that about him. So it's very helpful to kind of think about that. Like, ah, now we get it. Like, sort of. I mean, they still don't <laughs> quite get it, but they think they do. So, um, yeah. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's funny because even... Like right when he leaves, and I mean, there's accounts. Pretty much every gospel except one has like a ascension account. I think. I think so. Yeah, I, I forget exactly. And then, that. which it might even be Luke's, but if Luke yeah. wrote Acts of the Apostles, his ascension account yeah. wasn't yeah. apostles, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and so, uh, <laughs> but right before, like Jesus leaves, he's still like teaching them and telling them what's yeah, it's going. It's like on. they're walking up the hill, and he's like, <laughs> they're like still like thinking he's going to be there for a while. And he's like. No, actually, I'm about to jet out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, it's kind of like, uh, well, another Lord of the Rings reference. I don't know if I should go there. But I was just thinking it's kind of like you you go on this trip, and you think you're going to have this awesome leader, and then he's like, all right, we'll see you. <laughs> good, good luck. Like you're in the boundary waters with your canoe or whatever, and you got to get a, get to where you got to go. It's like, mm-hmm. really? I, I, I thought you were going to be here. I thought you were going to be the guide. Nope. You're doing it. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of that moment. Yeah, that's a good imagery too because that's kind of what it was like for them, especially like right away because, I mean, as we kind of dive into um, this account and I think, so the first chapter of Acts is the Jesus Ascension and that's the first reading for the Ascension Ascension Mass, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So, um. But he he like he he's kind of telling them like, okay, I'm gonna I'm like I'm leaving now, um, and they don't uh, quite get it. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> here I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up. Um, yeah, it's funny. They're they're sort of oblivious. I suppose in their mind it's like, well, he's been appearing, so why not just keep doing that? Yeah, yeah, you know? and. And it, like it makes sense too, even just from like a human brain, because it's like, okay, why can't you just go to heaven and then just come back when you need to do something? Yeah. You know, just keep zapping in and zipping <laughs> out. We don't mind. Um. So. So yeah, when it comes to uh, Jesus' ascension, so I'm just kind of like reading through this a little bit and, um. So it seems like he just kind of starts the conversation like, um, you heard from me 
for John baptized with water, but before many days you shall be baptized by the Holy Spirit. Um, and that's like, they still don't even know he's leaving yet. And he like, <laughs> he says this. And then, um, and then right after that, um, they'd like, uh, when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And then like, he basically says, like, it's not your place to know, like when all this is going to happen. And then, and then he just goes into, and then he just like ascends. Yeah. Like, I don't even know if he says, like, I'm leaving now. But, yeah. 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 I don't know. I think it's it's kind of like an interesting um, just way, just like trying to think of what the apostles were. What they're on the ex- human level experiencing. Yeah. 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 Like, uh, what? Really? What? <laughs> because they, because like, so Jesus dies and they're in a big, a big like low point mm-hmm. and then he rises and then they're like in a huge high point yeah and then you know he's teaching them a lot and they're probably still kind of scared because they're like what's going on yeah what are you asking us to do and then gonna be here yeah and then he just leaves again and then and then he's like yeah but like i'll i'll send the advocate or the holy spirit Mm -hmm. um but i don't don't even know if they would have like a concept of what that is like is that is that like okay is like another guy coming or Yeah, yeah He exp- he talks about it at the Last Supper with John in John's Gospel. He talks about the Advocate, and I will send you the Advocate. But again, yeah, like you're saying, like in their minds, what is that? Like this is the first we've heard about such this Advocate. I mean, we've we've heard about the Spirit and life of the Spirit and these kinds of things. But so um, yeah, they, they're kind of left there with their, as my friend likes to say, their teeth in their mouth, going, what? What's going on? Like, what do we do now? And uh, is it in Acts or is it in Matthew that he says, go back into the city and wait for the Holy Spirit? Um, I think he says it. Um, yeah, he said, he charged them not to depart from Jerusalem, yeah. but to wait for the promise of the Father, which is when he says, like, you'll be baptized by the Holy Spirit. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's like they are given sort of vague instructions about what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when you read Acts, you see the, the huge transformation that happens at Pentecost. But it's, it is kind of an interesting time. It's um, how often in our lives we we feel like that, in a sense, like we have something we're called to, we're commissioned to do something, um, could be anything. I mean, it could be our vocation. It could be um, some responsibility that's laid upon us at our work or in our family or whatever. And we can feel a little bit like, oh, I don't know how to do this. This is way over my head, whatever. And so we need a special grace sometimes to to do that. And for, for the apostles and the disciples, it was the Holy Spirit coming upon them that was promised. Jesus promised it and guaranteed that they would have it. But... Um, in that moment when Jesus ascended, I'm sure it was kind of like watching the plane fly away. Like, Oh, this, this, I, I'm afraid. Or I'm, I'm uncertain about what I'm supposed to do now or how this is all going to play out. So, yeah. And so like Jesus kind of sets up the, the, well, well, Pentecost with like at the beginning. So he says like, soon you'll be with before many days. 
you'll be baptized by the Holy Spirit, which I guess I don't know how long it was before between this and the, the Holy Spirit or the Holy, and Pentecost. Yeah, but, ten, 10 days, I guess. Okay. Um, which, so we'll celebrate that feast on the 23rd. Yeah. So, so that's that's why it's usually Thursday before Pentecost, like the two Thursdays before. Well, yeah, because we have this week and then uh, the following week. But we move it to Sunday because we don't want people to miss Ascension Thursday. So we move it to make it Ascension sad, Saturday, Sunday. So, but yeah. Okay. Um, so not too long. They didn't have to wait too long. But yeah, yeah. I'm sure it was a long 10 days. Yeah, they're like, what is, what, what do we do for 10 days? I guess hide in a room in Quarantine. Jerusalem. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, and so I, I want to talk about, um, which it doesn't, I don't know if it doesn't say who asked this, it's just that they, like, so when they had, had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? Uh, which I think from kind of our, point of view like it might just be well why what's well, a weird like, question like, to ask yeah yeah why like what are you what, what are you asking him you know mm-hmm. and i think for a little for like we kind of have to dive a little bit into like well wh- how wh- how would a jewish person like understand what the messiah was supposed to do right and that was kind of the expectation is that he would kind of re build the kingdom of israel yeah the davidic kingdom so yeah when you look at what they were thinking the messiah even the the scribes and the pharisees and the uh, sadducees and all those people their idea of the messiah was this like warrior king basically who's going to be the new david who came and reestablished the davidic kingdom freed them from the romans uh, basically rebuilt the temple or re re kind of fortified the city of jerusalem and no longer are they a satellite uh, nation for some empire, whether it's the Greeks or the Romans, which they had been for a long time, you know, since the Assyrians came and conquered them. Um, so there's a there's a lot that's kind of riding on this Messiah thing. And so when the disciples ask that, when the apostles ask that, they're, they're basically still looking for that. Like, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom? Are you going to restore the Davidic kingdom? Are, are we going to go conquer the world now? Is mm-hmm. the time is that that yeah. time and and basically Jesus is like that's not what this is all about. You can imagine in his mind he's going, I mean on a on a human if we can try to anthropomorphize and get into his mind, it's hard to get in the mind of God. But you can kind of see like oh, these guys just never get it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's a it's a different kind of kingdom that Jesus came to establish and. There's definitely um, parallels, and there's something there that helps us understand the church, basically. But um, it's different than what what the apostles had in mind. So, yeah. And so Jesus' response to them is, uh, so he tells them, "It is not for you to know the times or seasons which the Father has fixed by His own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you." And you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And um, which really, this doesn't answer the question. Yeah. <laughs> he just says, it's not for you to know the time or seasons which the father has fixed by his own authority. So he's basically saying like, you're never going to, you're not going to know when 
the kingdom of Israel will be restored. Right. Um, that's uh, that's not an uncommon theme for Jesus to respond to questions with something that kind of like cuts across your question. You're like, well, that didn't really help. Like, <laughs> but it's kind of like him saying, don't worry about that. Like, just do what I'm asking you to do, mm-hmm. and it'll take care of itself. Like, just trust me. Mm-hmm. Follow me. Yeah, and I think uh, I was watching a video, uh, a Bishop Barron video. Um, so, I, I mean, I would recommend people go and watch that because I definitely can't understand half the things he says. <laughs> but but he was talking a little bit about the difference between, like, um, how the like the Greeks and Romans looked at the world and how like Jewish people would look at the world and maybe specifically like um, what they thought of heaven. And so then Jesus obviously like ascends into heaven. And I think like when the Western world thinks of ascending into heaven, they think like, so he like raised up into the sky and like heaven is somewhere like above us. Mm-hmm. And when we die, we get transported to, or if we go to heaven, we get transported to wherever heaven is in mm-hmm. space. Past, past the stars up there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whereas like the, um, the Jewish kind of understanding of heaven and I guess I don't even know if Jews, if the Jewish faith like thinks of heaven in the same way that Christians do, but but like their their thought was that like the Messiah was going to come and like take reign of the kingdom of Israel and like Israel and like the earth would become like Eden again, mm-hmm. would become paradise, right? Is, is that so? yeah? I mean, there, how, there's how? there's different, definitely different. Uh, sort of uh, end-time theologies or whatever you want to call them for the Jewish faith. And it was something that developed over time. So you read like Maccabees, which happened like 300 B.C., 300 years before Christ. Um, They definitely have a much more, a greater understanding of what heaven is. And they're sort of closer to the Christian idea of it, I would say, just from reading that. Um, Whereas, you know, back in like Abraham's time and maybe even Moses's time the idea of heaven was a little less developed it was kind of like like Sheol is a place where the dead go and so your your um, your children and your your descendants are kind of like your heaven in a sense like you live on to your to your that's why it was so terrible if you couldn't have children you know so mm-hmm. there's kind of like some different things but I mean they understood there's going to be you know, we're, we're with God, but it was it was a different thing than than what we understand it to be now. So, um, but I think by the time Jesus is on the scene, it's, a, it's closer to what Christianity, the, the understanding had grown. I think. So. Okay. Um. Yeah. Have you ever seen the, uh, the Catholicism series mm-hmm. that Bishop Barron? Yeah, it's did? been a long time, but yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen it in probably a couple of years, but. Uh, I would, I mean, I definitely recommend it for people. I think we probably, we probably have it somewhere here. Um, probably. I don't know if we do or not, but. Probably on this video rack right here. Probably. We're, we're in the library. Uh, but uh, I know that one of the episodes, like, has kind of stuck with me, and it's when Bishop Barron is talking about kind of this idea that when Jesus ascended and, like, what people expected Jesus to be and how he did fulfill everything, but not just not in the way that yep. they expected him yep. to. 
Right. Um, and yeah, I think I think it's extremely interesting. Uh, because yeah, like they thought he would be like, okay, we're gonna go fight the Romans now. Yeah. And, um, and like he didn't go to war, but at the same time, like Rome is no longer like ruler of the world, you right. know. And right. and so it's yeah, it's just it's just like an interesting um. Uh, it's interesting like too the, the fact that while Jesus was with them, it wasn't like he was doing like boot camp with all these guys and saying, "All right, you gotta get good at swinging that sword there because we're gonna fight the Roman." Like he was healing, he was preaching, and and so it's kind of like, what did you guys expect? Like, just look at what he's <laughs> doing. Like, but they didn't get it. You know, they still didn't get it. So it's funny. Yeah, and um, yeah, and. Uh, like at the end before he uh ascends and 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 um, uh he commissions the apostles uh to go on mission and 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 as he says uh in that little bit I was reading from earlier um he says you shall receive the power when the holy spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth and in like in the great great commission as uh like matthew 28 is is called he again kind of tells them like go out and proclaim like the gospel to all the people and baptize them and teach them and and um and yeah that's like the mission he He gives them is uh is that not like okay now go and rage war yeah (laughs) go go start fighting the romans do do well good luck yeah yeah no it's it's a different kind of mission and the the church is still trying to carry out that mission and um we're still trying to be obedient to what christ has called us to and little did they know at that time that this mission would go on you know for a long long time and um yeah it's interesting that we we are still in a sense carrying out the same mission so yeah because like from what I understand, when Jesus ascended to heaven, and then so right after he ascends, then there's two uh, angels who are there who are like, "Hey, like, well, what are you doing looking at the sky?" <laughs> like, like Jesus will come back the same way that he went up, mm-hmm. and and from from that they're just like, "Okay, so it's because he he's gonna come back soon." Yeah, who's like so, so and then like the Holy Spirit comes and they're like, "All right, well, let's get to work because Jesus will be back any minute." Yeah, yeah, and then a few years from now he's gonna be back. <laughs> So we got to get things done here, which yeah. is probably what they needed. You know, if they would have yeah. known, we're going to be doing this for 2,000 years plus. It probably would have been a little bit more like, we got time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Which, uh, I mean, that kind of goes back to when he says, it's not for you to know the times or seasons which the Father has fixed by his own authority. Which one thing, too, just reading that, I don't know, like four or five times, like the fact that like God already has like a plan in place of when Jesus will come back mm-hmm. and that is like set. And so he's like, he's not going to change it based on like what happens yeah. or anything. Yeah. Um, which is, which is kind of interesting, but it is interesting because everybody always wants to know when is that? Like, like we have priest moves here in the diocese and everybody's always trying to figure out like who's going where, when, da, da, da. but there's not going to be any secret knowledge about this. Mm-hmm. Cause Jesus said, you will not only the father knows. So, you know, all these predictions that are always out there, like, oh, if I just have the right knowledge or can read the scriptures well, then I can figure it out. Like, no, sorry, we're not going to know. It's going to be a mm-hmm. surprise. So uh, he does say, 
can read the signs um, in a sense, but it's still going to be not clear, you know. So I don't think we should spend a lot of time trying to figure out when is Jesus coming back. Just yeah. be ready when he comes. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's kind of a interesting thought when people yeah try to find out like oh like the end of the world and um and then and then also it's like oh like jesus should, should probably be back any day now because of how messed up the world is yeah. which i i don't i guess i don't know is i probably i haven't really read through revelation much um but i mean this is kind of going on a tangent but uh like d- does he say like oh things are gonna get really bad and then i'm gonna come when things are like really bad again uh, there's parts in the scriptures that I talk about. I mean, even in the Gospels, there's a few spots where he kind of talks about, like, you know, the signs that you'll see or whatever, and, like, there'll be war and famine and all this. And and in the, in the Apocalypse or Revelation, um, there is that. But it's it's all symbolic, and it's apocalyptic literature, so you have to kind of read it in a different way. That that book was written by, by John during the persecution, the first persecutions probably, or or maybe uh maybe you know in the ongoing persecution of the church and so there's a lot of language in there that's kind of cryptic in a sense and so um some people like scott Hahn talks about it as it's about the mass other people talk about it as like it's uh telling the future or whatever so i th- i think we have to be careful about saying i know exactly what it what it's saying you know I, it's very clear to me. So, um, yeah, it's interesting to try to figure that out. But, yeah, Jesus does talk about signs. There'll be signs. Um, so when things get bad, maybe it is a sign that he's coming back. But if you look over history, there's been a lot of bad times. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't count on it. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. bank on it. How bad does it have to get? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I mean, we, we kind of mentioned this at, like at the very beginning. But, uh, like, yeah, like, why didn't he, Jesus just stay? Which obviously that's a question we're probably never going to get an answer to unless we ask him ourselves. But, um, but yeah, it's just kind of the subtle, like, well, you know, why didn't you just stay and hang out and rule the world? Like, yeah. what? Like, why? Why? And I mean, you said like because it's obviously better for us that he isn't here. Right. But that's kind of a weird thing to like think about, think about too, because yeah. it's like, yeah. well, why not? Yeah. Yeah. And it, I mean, I'm I'm sure there's lots of reasons, but I would uh, think about the fact that if Jesus is here, then we don't need faith in a sense, because yeah. um, faith is hoping for something, uh, having trust in something that we cannot see. So the fact that Jesus is not here, it requires us to have faith, and so in some way, God invites us to have faith and says that that's a better thing than that we should have certainty in this life. So, um, you know, it's kind of like the crowds who follow Jesus in the Gospels, and they watch all his miracles and everything, but they're not converted, right? They don't, they don't, uh, they don't follow him because of a, a conversion of heart. They follow him because they want free bread, or they want a miracle, or they want to be healed. So, in some way, God says it's better for you all that I not be there. In that way, you know, we have the Eucharist. We have the Holy Spirit. So Jesus is active in the church through these, but to be bodily present in the way that he was after the resurrection, it's not not for our good. So 
it's kind of one of those mysteries that we have to hold on to and and, and trust, you know. So yeah, yeah. I found this uh, I found this little story in um, when I was just looking stuff up on the internet. So I don't know if it's true, but it was it was in like a homily. So mm. again, I don't know if it's if it's a true story. But it's it's called the unfinished painting by Leonardo da Vinci. I don't know if you've heard of heard of this. Mm-hmm. Not that I remember. Um, so so yeah. Again, I'm not sure if this is a true story or not. But the story goes that da Vinci had started to work on a large canvas in his studio, and he worked on it for a while, like choosing the subject, uh, planning the perspective, sketching the outline, applying the colors, just with his own you know his own genius. Then suddenly he stopped working on it. Somebody, one of his talented students, and the master invited him to complete the work. Uh, the horrified student protested that he was both unworthy and unable to complete the great painting which his master had begun. But then uh, da Vinci told, or kind of yelled at him and said, "Will you not? Uh, what I have um, will not what I have done inspire you to do your best?" Hmm. And kind of using that as like. Uh, yeah, just thinking about like, because when Jesus told the apostles and tells us like, "Hey, go and carry on my mission," like, "Well, I, I can't, I can't do that." Right. I mean, you're you're God. <laughs> Where like Da Vinci was kind of the, you know, lowercase G God of painting, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, uh, so yeah, I don't know. That's kind of like an interesting. Good little image. Yeah, yeah, image, and just gives us a little perspective of like, yeah, what, um, of how we can like look at ourselves in the greater picture of the church and what the mission of the church is, and but then, yeah, Jesus, kind of saying like, well, will you not like do your best because of what I have done? Yeah. Which have confidence in what I've yeah. given to you, and yeah, sometimes we are reticent to trust that God will provide or give us the graces, the gifts, the whatever we need to accomplish his work. And if for no other reason, that's that's a good reason why he should ascend so that we don't just sit back and go, Jesus is here, you're going to take care of it. I'm just going to sit on the couch here and watch some TV. <laughs> so yeah. have another snack. So <laughs> Yeah, and, and the fact that like Jesus trusts us too. Because mm-hmm. if he... Uh, I mean, he has probably all the reasons in the entire world to not trust humans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yet he does. Yeah. And even, you know, I, if, if right before he ascended, he's like, okay, you guys actually aren't ready. I'm going to stay here for another 40 days. <laughs> like, I don't think any of us would be like, oh, that's, you know, that. That makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> they are not ready. <laughs> and that's kind of the point, right? Yeah. Um. We're in good company. Yeah. When we feel unprepared. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. There's some some thoughts for the week as mm. we celebrate the ascension. Deep thoughts about the ascension. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, if anyone is uh interested more in kind of the what we were like talking about earlier with uh Jesus being the Messiah in kind of what was expected of him, I would, yeah, definitely recommend watching the Catholicism series. Uh, I think there's, there's like, I think there's like 10 episodes and they're all like probably an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, 
yeah, they're they're good. I would definitely recommend watching them. I'm pretty sure we have them here somewhere. Um, but yeah, yeah. Head on to it. Do you have any uh, fi- final thoughts? Final thoughts. Um, not really. I think yeah. Uh, trust that Jesus calls you and and uh, gives you as he as he commissioned the apostles and the disciples. He commissions all of us. And so trust in that and, and believe in that, that we have a work to do and that we're not going to be left to our own devices. But if we we believe God at his word, he will provide. So don't don't be afraid. Don't be worried uh, about that. So Great. Well, thank you, Father. Thank you. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that's going to be it for this week's episode. Thank you all for joining us today. Uh, Have a great week, and we will catch you next time.